Founded in 1733, this American city is home to hotels, pubs, graveyards, shops and more that all have one thing in common. Ghosts. Having earned a reputation the world over for its ghosts and ghouls to be found at every turn, we are going to embark on a two-part special that will see me give you a guided tour of the haunted hotspots. So tonight join me as we begin our ghost walk of Savannah, Georgia. Welcome to episode 46 of How Haunted, a weekly paranormal podcast where each episode we explore the horrible history and terrifying ghost stories of one of the most haunted places on planet Earth. I'm Rob Kirkup, author, paranormal historian and ghost hunter from the northeast of England. Allow me to be your guide as we dare to investigate in depth the often dark and troubled history of each location and of course, the chilling tales of the ghosts that reside within. This week, we spend some time across the pond in the United States of America and begin our ghost walk of Savannah, Georgia. Listener discretion is advised, as each episode of How Haunted will feature gruesome tales, horrific happenings, bloody murder, and ghosts. So many ghosts. Listen on if you dare. Savannah, Georgia, a city renowned for its distinctive architecture, captivating charm, and rich cultural heritage, holds a prominent place in the history of the United States. Founded in 1733, it has evolved into a captivating blend of history, natural beauty, and vibrant southern culture. Savannah owes its existence to the vision of James Oglethorpe, a British philanthropist and military leader. Oglethorpe aimed to establish a new colony where England's poor and persecuted could seek refuge and a new start. On February 12, 1733, Oglethorpe and his group of 120 settlers landed on Yamacraw Bluff along the Savannah River. They built a town plan around squares, now famously known as Savannah's Historic District, fostering a sense of community and urban planning that would set the city apart. Oglethorpe named the 13th and final American colony Georgia 
after England's King George II, and Savannah became its first city. During the 19th century, Savannah experienced tremendous growth and prosperity, fueled by the cotton industry. The city's strategic location, with easy access to waterways and railroads, made it a significant hub for cotton production, distribution and trade. Wealthy planters built magnificent mansions in the city, contributing to the architectural grandeur and establishing Savannah as an economic powerhouse in the south. Savannah played a vital role in the American Revolution. In 1778, British forces successfully captured the city, making it their southern base. The Siege of Savannah, a significant battle of the Revolutionary War, took place here. Despite the American forces' unsuccessful attempts to recapture the city, Savannah's role in the war's overall narrative was pivotal, leading to the eventual independence of the United States. Savannah has a complex and compelling African-American history. It was a significant port for the transatlantic slave trade, and enslaved individuals formed a substantial portion of the city's population. After the Civil War, Savannah became a centre for African-American culture and education. The influential Beach Institute was established in 1867 as a school for freed slaves, and it continues to serve as a testament to the enduring legacy of African-American resilience and progress. During the civil rights movement, Savannah witnessed pivotal events, including peaceful protests and significant strides towards racial equality. One of Savannah's most remarkable features is its commitment to preserving its architectural heritage. The city boasts the largest National Historic Landmark District in the United States, with more than 20 city squares adorned with majestic oaks and well-preserved historic buildings. Organisations like the Historic Savannah Foundation have played a crucial role in safeguarding the city's architectural gems and promoting awareness of its cultural significance. Savannah, Georgia stands as a living testament to the triumphs and tribulations of American history, from its humble beginnings as a colonial settlement to its pivotal role in the American Revolution. The city has withstood the test of time, preserving its cultural heritage and embracing progress. Its distinctive blend of architectural beauty, southern charm and diverse cultural influences make Savannah a captivating destination that enthralls visitors with its fascinating past and vibrant present. As the city continues to evolve, it remains a symbol of resilience, community and the enduring spirit of the American South. Savannah has witnessed the rise and fall of empires, the horrors of slavery, and the devastating impact of war. Each chapter on its past has left an indelible mark on the city, creating a fertile breeding ground for myths, legends, and its many ghosts. While many places in Savannah have their own share of ghostly legends, some attribute the city's disproportionately high levels of paranormal activity to the presence of a mystical vortex. This supposed vortex is said to create a convergence of energy, making Savannah a hotspot for spiritual encounters. This may or may not be the case, but what isn't up for debate is that the city's supernatural reputation continues to draw visitors and paranormal investigators from all over the planet. Savannah weaves a tapestry of history, mystery and spectral allure that has captivated the fascination of generations. Through its haunted enclaves, each with its own unique tales, the city serves as a portal to a realm beyond our own. 
Whether you explore the atmospheric streets of twilight or delve into the city's haunted history, the ghosts of Savannah will forever enchant and send shivers down the spines of those who seek the otherworldly. Savannah is widely known as the most haunted city in America. Walk into any historic building or cemetery in the city and you may well catch a glimpse of something out of the ordinary. And tonight, that's precisely what we're going to do as I take you along with me on a ghost walk of the city's scariest, darkest and most haunted spots. Join me and together let's ask just how haunted is Savannah, Georgia? Factors Walk Factors Walk is a historic area in the charming city of Savannah, known for its rich history and architectural significance. Situated along the city's picturesque riverfront, Factors Walk has played a crucial role in Savannah's economic development and has become a cherished symbol of its past. The story of Factors Walk dates back to the late 18th century, when Savannah emerged as a bustling port city, attracting merchants and traders from all corners of the globe. The area gets its name from the Factors, who were agents responsible for inspecting, storing, setting the prices and selling goods on behalf of the merchants. These Factors would oversee the transactions and ensure the smooth functioning of the trade. Factors Walk quickly became a hub of commerce and activity. The riverfront location allowed for easy access to ships and facilitated the exchange of goods and resources. The Factors built warehouses and offices along the riverfront to conduct their businesses efficiently. These structures were ingeniously designed with two levels to accommodate the necessary activities. The ground level, open to the river, served as a loading area for goods to be transported to and from the ships. The upper level housed the Factors offices and offered a command view of the bustling waterfront. Over the years, Factors Walk witnessed the rise and fall of various industries, including cotton, rice and lumber. The warehouses stored and processed these commodities, contributing significantly to Savannah's economic prosperity. As the city thrived, Factors Walk evolved into a vibrant commercial district, attracting merchants, craftsmen and labourers who sought opportunities in the bustling port. Despite its economic significance, Factors Walk also has a darker side to its history. It was during the era of slavery that Savannah's economy heavily relied on the labour-intensive cotton industry. Tens of thousands of slaves were unloaded from ships and marched into the buildings along River Street. They were then led out of the back of the buildings into Factors Walk. The warehouses of Factors Walk became storage spaces for cotton bales produced by enslaved people working in the surrounding plantations. The profits derived from this trade further fueled the growth and prosperity of the city. As time passed, Savannah's economic focus shifted and the riverfront lost its status as a major commercial centre. Factors Walk gradually fell into disrepair and was largely forgotten. However, in the late 20th century, a renaissance took place in Savannah, fuelled by a renewed interest in historic preservation and revitalisation. Today, Factors Walk stands as a testament to Savannah's past, its architectural heritage and its enduring spirit. The historic buildings have been meticulously restored, preserving their unique character and charm. Visitors can now stroll along the cobblestone streets and marvel at the well-preserved 19th century architecture and imagine the hustle and bustle of the past 
Factors Walk has also become a popular tourist destination, offering a glimpse into Savannah's maritime history. Its close proximity to other iconic landmarks, such as the City Market and River Street, further enhances its appeal. Today Factors Walk looks very similar to how it did in the 1700s and 1800s, but it's now home to cosy cafes and restaurants, art galleries, boutiques, hotels and inns. And then there's the Graveface Museum, which is an entirely different prospect, with its collection of items on display that were once owned by serial killers. As you explore Factors Walk, you'll come across the eerie Klusky Vaults, one of the highlights of the local ghost walks. There are information boards throughout the vaults, which explain the history of them, but one thing it doesn't confirm is the belief that these vaults were once used to house slaves, forced to work on the cotton fields. There is a staircase nicknamed locally the Stone Stairs of Death, and there are a lot of tunnels which have long since been sealed off. These tunnels led into the basements of buildings nearby, such as the Moon River Brewing Company, which you'll hear all about shortly. It's been suggested, although there's no evidence to back up these claims, that slaves were brought here from the river into the city where they would be auctioned. There are rumours that people were bricked up alive in these tunnels, but there is no historical or physical evidence to add any weight to these claims. Although this would go some way to explaining the ghostly moans and screams heard coming from inside the bricked up tunnels in the dead of night. Factors Walk is a far more pleasant location today than it ever was in the past, and it's known for not only its historical significance, but also its reputation as a haunted location. With its rich past and lingering stories, Factors Walk has become a hotspot for ghostly tales and supernatural encounters, captivating the imagination of locals and visitors alike. The spirits that allegedly roam Factors Walk are said to be the remnants of the city's storied past. The sorrow and helpless feelings of the enslaved men, women and children can still be felt in the area. There have been reports of many paranormal occurrences in the area. Visitors have claimed to hear disembodied voices, footsteps and unexplained knocking sounds. It's not uncommon for somebody to be taking a stroll in this area, only to hear the pounding footsteps of somebody running up behind them. They turn around to see who's there, and the moment they do, the footsteps stop, and there isn't anybody there. Some have reported feeling sudden drops in temperature, to the point where they can see their breath, or experiencing a sense of unease and being watched. Whether you believe in ghosts or not, exploring factors walk can be an exhilarating experience although walking here at night alone is not recommended. Its cobblestone streets, historic architecture, and tales of the supernatural create an immersive environment that transports visitors back to another time. The ghostly legends associated with Factors Walk serve as a reminder that history and the stories we tell about it can leave lasting imprints on a place, weaving a tapestry of both the real and the ethereal. The Moon River Brewing Company The Moon River Brewing Company is not only a popular destination for beer enthusiasts, but also a place with a fascinating history that adds to its allure. The brewery's origins and its location in a historic building make it a unique and cherished establishment in the city. The history of the Moon River Brewing Company date back to 1821, when the building it now occupies was constructed by Eliza Early, a native of Charleston, South Carolina, as the city hotel. In 1851, Peter Wildberger bought the hotel. In an unusual marketing move, he brought in a lion and a lioness 
to put on display to draw attention to the newly refurbished hotel. However, as time went on, the building's fortune took a downturn. It witnessed a series of tragic events that added to its reputation as a haunted location. One of the most well-known stories involves the yellow fever epidemic that struck Savannah in the 19th century. It is said that the city hotel became an impromptu hospital during this time, and many lives were lost within its walls. The spirits of those who perished are believed to linger in the building to this day. In 1864, the final guests checked out and the hotel closed down. At the turn of the century, the building was used as a lumber and coal warehouse. As the use of coal slowly died off, the building was used for general storage. In the 1960s, the space was renovated as an office supply store, complete with a large printing press. Then the building sat empty until 1995, when Johnny and Jennifer Baker decided to breathe new life into this historic building by establishing the Moon River Brewing Company. The couple's vision was to create a unique brewery that combined their passion for craft beer with the preservation of Savannah's architectural heritage. The Moon River Brewing Company opened its doors in 1999, becoming Savannah's first brew pub since Prohibition. The brewery quickly gained popularity, not only for its handcrafted beers, but also for its eclectic menu and vibrant atmosphere. The building's historic charm was lovingly restored, with exposed brick walls, high ceilings, and a warm ambience that pays homage to its past. The Moon River Brewing Company is renowned not only for its craft beer and vibrant atmosphere, but also for its reputation as a haunted establishment. The building is notorious for its supernatural inhabitants, believed to be haunted by spirits from the hotel's violent past. Its reported paranormal experiences have earned it a place amongst the city's most haunted locations, attracting curious visitors and those with an interest in the paranormal. The early days of the building appear to be to blame for the haunted happenings here. The yellow fever epidemic that landed in Savannah on the 11th of August 1876 claimed many lives. Within two weeks, 1,066 Savannah residents had died in the epidemic that followed. By September 1876, 5,000 of the 28,000 residents had fled Savannah. The building was used as a makeshift hospital during this time, and the residual energy from those tragic events is believed to have left a lasting imprint, contributing to the reported hauntings. The brewery itself embraces its haunted reputation, with their own website promoting all of the local ghost tours which include the former hotel on their scary route. The most active areas of the old building are the basement and the fourth floor. That said, there really is no escape in the Moon River's ghosts anywhere in this building. Guests and staff have reported being touched or pushed by unseen hands. Shadowy figures roam the halls, bottles are thrown and glasses shatter without apparent cause. A lady wearing white has been seen at the top of the staircase. Her identity is unknown. But one ghost we do have a name for is that of James Jones Stark. Back in the early 1800s, duelling was considered a popular gentlemanly method for settling disputes. Politicians and even presidents were known to participate in duels. In 1832, James Jones Stark and Dr Philip Minnies participated in a duel near the city hotel. Stark lost and died. Minnies was tried for murder, but claimed self-defence and was acquitted. Some people claim Stark's spirit still roams the building. Another spirit, Tony as the staff have nicknamed him, roams the basement, 
and is a particularly angry phantom who is known for pushing people around. Sometimes he knocks over bottles, and he grabs the ankles of frightened bar staff. The fourth floor was where those dying of yellow fever were cared for in the late 19th century, and today workmen refuse to work up there, so building work is never completed once the workmen encounter the ghosts and flee. The Old Pink House The Old Pink House, and this may surprise you, is an old house that is pink. But of course, it's far more than that. Dating back to 1771, it blends architectural splendour, rich history and southern hospitality. It was originally built as a private residence for James Habersham Jr, one of Savannah's prominent figures. He was a politician, merchant, planter and slave trader. The house was constructed using locally sourced pink-hued stucco, giving it the name by which it is now known. Over the years the building underwent various transformations, serving as a home, the first bank in the state of Georgia and even a union headquarters during the Civil War. The old pink house's historical significance extends beyond its architectural beauty. It has witnessed key events in Savannah's past and hosted notable figures throughout history. One of the most well-known stories associated with the house involves General Sherman's march to the sea during the Civil War. As the Union Army occupied Savannah, the old pink house was used as their headquarters. Today visitors can still see remnants of cannonball damage on the building's exterior, serving as a reminder of its wartime history. In 1928, the building was restored to its former glory. And in the 20th century, the building underwent further renovations to accommodate its current use as a renowned restaurant and event venue, much loved by both locals and tourists alike. Today the Old Pink House is celebrated for its culinary offerings and warm southern hospitality. The restaurant retains the elegance and charm of its historic setting, with its rooms adorned with period furnishings, antique accents and cosy fireplaces. Guests can savour an array of delicious southern-inspired dishes while immersing themselves in the ambience of a bygone era. Over the years, numerous reports and stories have emerged, suggesting that the spirits of the past still linger within the hallowed halls of the old pink house. One of the most well-known spooky tales associated with the old pink house involves the spirit of a little girl called Caroline. Legend has it that Caroline fell to her death from one of the upper floors of the building during its time as a private residence. Visitors and staff members claim to have encountered her ghostly presence, often describing her as playful and mischievous. Some have reported hearing giggling sounds or feeling a sudden chill in certain areas of the building, believing it to be the manifestation of Caroline's presence. Another reported apparition is that of a man dressed in colonial attire, believed to be the spirit of James Habersham Jr., the original owner of the old pink house. Witnesses have described seeing a tall figure, often in the ballroom or near the grand staircase. He is seen to raise a glass to anyone fortunate enough to see him, before he disappears into thin air. A female has been heard sobbing in the higher level of the building. When a member of staff attempts to find the source of the crying, Wondering if perhaps a fellow employee is upset, the sound always stops before the sad lady is found. A mysterious helper has been reported, who tidies up the building after staff. They'll go to clean up an area to find that it's already been done, and no other member of staff claims to have done it. 
The eeriest occurrence takes place in the ladies' toilets in the pub area, or restroom as it will be called in the States. The lock on the door simply won't open, with no apparent cause for the problem. Then it just unlocks, as if there's no issue with it. So many women reported being locked inside that particular toilet stall that the owners removed the door's lock. This has not resolved the spooky situation though, as the door still gets stuck, feeling as if somebody is holding the door closed from the outside. When somebody eventually comes to help, it simply opens. Visitors and employees of the old pink house have reported other occurrences, such as unexplained footsteps, doors opening and closing all on their own, and objects moving inexplicably before their very eyes. Some have even claimed to feel a presence or have their hair gently tugged, as if unseen hands are at play. These encounters contribute to the belief that the old pink house is a hotbed of paranormal activity. The Pirate's House The Pirate's House is a historic establishment with a fascinating history rooted in the city's maritime past. Originally built in 1754, the Pirate's House has evolved from an inn serving sailors and pirates to a beloved restaurant and iconic landmark that captures the spirits of Savannah's seafaring heritage. The Pirate's House is actually the oldest surviving building in the state of Georgia, or at least partially. As the Herb House portion of the building that was constructed in 1734 is still standing today. During the early 18th century, Savannah was a bustling port city, and the Pirate's House served as a haven for sailors, privateers, and even notorious pirates who roamed the high seas. The building's proximity to the Savannah River made it an ideal location for these seafarers to seek refuge, indulge in excessive drink, and engage in various illicit activities. Legend has it that the Pirate's House was frequented by famous pirates such as Blackbeard and Captain Flint. There are rumours that drinkers with no desire to go to sea were targeted by privateers, especially if they were drunk and easy prey. They'd be knocked over the head, then taken down into the basement and through tunnels beneath the building, then out to sea. They woke up and found themselves at sea. They'd been shanghaied. They were forced to spend the rest of their days working aboard a pirate ship, and if they refused, they'd be tossed overboard. Captain Flint was the inspiration for the fictional character in Robert Louis Stevenson's renowned novel, Treasure Island. Over time, the pirate's house underwent several transformations. In the 1940s, it was converted into a restaurant, preserving its historical charm while offering guests a taste of Savannah's culinary delights. Today, the restaurant continues to draw visitors who seek out not only a delicious meal, but also a glimpse into the city's colourful past, transporting guests back in time to an era when pirates roamed the seas and adventure awaited at every turn. With its rich history and tales of pirates and sailors, it's no wonder that the spirits of the past are said to linger within the walls of the pirate's house. One of the most well-known ghostly figures associated with the pirate's house is that of Captain Flint, the pirate who inspired the fictional pirate character of the same name in Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island. There's some debate as to whether he ever existed, or if he did, whether he had a different name. But legend has it that the ghost of Captain Flint roams the corridors and secret passageways of the pirate's house, forever searching for his buried treasure. Visitors and staff members have reported eerie encounters, such as the sound of footsteps echoing through empty halls, 
or glimpsing a shadowy figure before it disappears into thin air. The potential presence of Captain Flint adds an air of mystery and adventure to the already captivating ambience of the pirate's house. There have also been reports of encounters with ghostly sailors, perhaps the spirits of those unwilling pirates who were knocked on the head inside this building before being forced to spend the remainder of their life at sea. Visitors have claimed to feel a chilling breeze or hear disembodied voices whisper in nautical phrases. These encounters serve as a reminder of the inn's past as a gathering place for sailors and pirates, creating an eerie connection between the present and the seafaring past. Employees have reported feeling a sensation of being watched, only to turn around and see a man approaching them, who then vanishes when he is seen. The employees also hear moans coming up from the lower levels of the building, and the sound of heavy boots on wooden floorboards when the restaurant is closed and empty. The Marshall House With a history that spans over 160 years, the Marshall House has witnessed significant events and undergone transformations that have shaped its identity as one of Savannah's most iconic landmarks. The Marshall House was originally constructed in 1851 by Mary Marshall, a widow who sought to provide a comfortable and elegant hotel for those visiting the city. The four-storey brick building stood out with its imposing facade and architectural elegance, reflecting the prevailing Greek Revival style of the time. The hotel quickly gained a reputation for its warm southern hospitality and became a popular choice for travellers seeking a respite from their journeys. However, the true historical significance of the Marshall House emerged during the tumultuous period of the American Civil War. In 1864, as Union forces occupied Savannah, the hotel was transformed into a Confederate hospital. Its convenient location near the railroad station in the city's port made it an ideal setting to tend to wounded soldiers. During this time, the Marshall House became witness to the horrors of war, with doctors, nurses and wounded soldiers filling its rooms and hallways. The hotel's staff and guests valiantly cared for the injured, despite the challenging circumstances of the war. Tragically, the Marshall House also experienced its fair share of casualties, with soldiers succumbing to their injuries within these walls. And this was not the only time that the hotel was used as a hospital, as it was twice used to house those infected with yellow fever, when the epidemic came to Savannah in 1820, and then again in the summer of 1876. Following the war, the Marshall House continued its role as a prominent hotel in Savannah, hosting a wide array of guests over the years, including notable figures such as Robert E. Lee and J.P. Morgan. However, as time passed, the once grand hotel fell into disrepair and faced the threat of demolition. Fortunately, in the late 20th century, a restoration project breathed new life into the Marshall House, preserving its historical integrity and transforming it into a cherished boutique hotel. The restoration efforts aimed to retain the original character of the building with its high ceilings, wrought iron balconies and period furnishings, providing guests with a glimpse into Savannah's rich past. Over the years, guests and staff members at the Marshall House have reported eerie encounters and ghostly sightings, adding an element of mystery and intrigue to this historic old hotel. Terrified guests have reported encountering the apparitions of Civil War soldiers dressed in period uniforms, their ethereal figures appearing and disappearing in an instant, 
These ghostly encounters provide a chilling reminder of the hotel's past, as a place where wounded soldiers found solace, and in some cases met their tragic end. This elegant hotel carries echoes of suffering and despair. Perhaps one of the reasons for the restless soldiers may have been discovered in the 1990s, when it's been claimed workers found amputated human bones beneath the floorboards. Construction had to be stopped while police came to remove the bones to identify if they could be from a recent unsolved crime. Examination proved that the bones were from the Civil War era, and experts surmised that the most likely cause is that they were amputated limbs from injured soldiers. Staff members at the Marshall House have reported all manner of paranormal occurrences. These include objects moving all on their own, unexplained noises and voices, the sensation of being touched by unseen hands, and even the encounters with the ghosts dressed in period clothing. The tiny footsteps of children running up and down the halls is heard when no one is around, and taps turn themselves on and off all on their own. These encounters create an atmosphere of unease and intrigue, leaving many convinced that the Marshall House is indeed haunted. Bradley Lock and Key Shop On East State Street stands the oldest locksmith shop in Georgia, Bradley Lock and Key Shop, which is now run by the fourth and fifth generation of the Bradley family. Peering through the window gives a real sense of history, as all manner of keys are on display, as well as old safes. This is one of the lesser known haunted spots in Savannah, and is unlikely to feature on the myriad of ghosts walk that operate in the city, but it is certainly worthy of mention. It was established in 1883, and has been located at its current address since 1967, which is the Patrick Duffy Building at 24 East State Street. The building it occupies was built in 1885. The Bradley Lock and Key Shop is said to be haunted by no other than the great American escape artist, illusionist and stunt performer, Harry Houdini. The owner of the business from the 1950s until 2019 was William Houdini Bradley, known as Deany. Deany's grandfather, Simon, started the business 140 years ago, and his son, Deany's father, was a hypnotist who travelled with Houdini, giving his son Houdini as a middle name. Harry Houdini would never have visited this location, given the business moved in 1967, so it's probable that this is nothing more than wishful thinking. But if Houdini isn't here, then who is to blame for the footsteps? the disembodied whispering. And most bizarrely of all, the safes on display in the shop that are locked when the locksmith closes up for the night, but are unlocked and opened when the owner turns up to open the shop the next morning. Wright Square Named after Sir James Wright, the last British governor of the colony of Georgia, Wright Square reflects the charm and elegance of Savannah's iconic squares. Wright Square was one of the original four squares laid out by General James Oglethorpe when he founded the city in 1733. As the city grew, additional squares were added, and today Savannah boasts a total of 22 beautifully landscaped squares, each with its own unique character and history. Throughout the centuries, Wright Square has witnessed pivotal events in Savannah's past. In its early years, it served as a central gathering place for residents, hosting markets, social gatherings and public ceremonies. The square also played a role in Savannah's cultural and intellectual life. With the Savannah Library Associating Building, later known as the Athenaeum, 
Located on its eastern side, the Athenaeum was a centre of education and intellectual discourse, attracting notable figures such as Edgar Allan Poe and Washington Irving. However, Wright Square's history is not without its darker moments. In the early 19th century, the square was a site of public executions, with gallows erected to carry out the ultimate punishment. The echoes of these sombre events still resonate through the square's peaceful surroundings, serving as a reminder of Savannah's complex and often tragic past. Today, visitors to Wright Square can enjoy its serene atmosphere and admire the beautiful monuments that grace its grounds. The centrepiece of the square is the William Washington Gordon Monument, honouring a prominent Savannah citizen and founder of the Central of Georgia Railway. The statue stands tall, a testament to the city's industrial growth and the contributions of its residents. Wright Square is also home to several historic buildings, including the famous Christ Church Episcopal, a stunning example of Gothic Revival architecture. The church, with its tall spires and intricate detailing, stands as a beacon of spiritual reflection and a symbol of Savannah's religious heritage. The square's enchanting beauty and rich history have made it a beloved gathering spot for locals and tourists alike. Visitors can be seen strolling along its pathways, admiring the moss-draped oak trees and pausing to appreciate the tranquil setting. The charm of Wright Square, with its well-manicured lawns, cast-iron benches and beautiful monuments, transports visitors to a bygone era, evoking a real sense of nostalgia for Savannah's past. Wright Square is not only known for its rich history, but also for its alleged paranormal activity. One of the most well-known ghostly legends associated with the square is that of Alice Riley, a young Irish indentured servant who was accused of murdering her master, William Wise, in 1734. This was the first recorded murder in the city of Savannah. As Alice waited to be executed, she gave birth to a baby. Then a few days later, Alice was hanged from her neck until dead. Her tormented spirit is set to roam the area, looking for a newborn baby to hold, since her own was taken from her, before her life was taken. Another ghostly figure associated with Wright Square is that of a Confederate soldier. Legend has it that during the Civil War, the square served as a gathering place for soldiers and a site for military drills. Visitors have claimed to see the apparition of a soldier in tattered grey uniform, silently pacing the square as if reliving the turbulent days of the past. The presence of the spectral soldier adds an eerie touch to the historical ambience of Wright Square. Other reported phenomena is sudden drops in temperature, whispers heard carried on the wind, and an inexplicable sense of being watched. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You can follow How Haunted on Twitter at at HowHauntedPod or over on Instagram at HowHauntedPod where you will see photos galore relating to our ghost walk of Savannah, Georgia. If you want to get in touch, you can do so by visiting the website at www.how-haunted.com or you can email me directly at rob at how-haunted.com Feedback, location suggestions and your own experiences are all more than welcome. Feel free to ask me any questions you like and I'll answer them all on a dedicated Q&A episode. If you'd like to support the show, you can sign up to one of three Patreon tiers. They start at as little as £1. 
if you'd like to get early access to episodes, as well as access to exclusive episodes where you can join me on an actual paranormal investigation and hear the audio as it happened, you can gain access right now for less than the price of a pint. And there's 10 episodes of this nature waiting for you right now. There's also a tier where not only do you get all of that, but you can also get yourself some exclusive How Haunted merch, including a t-shirt and a mug, as well as join me on an actual paranormal investigation via live stream. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash howhauntedpod to find out more. If you aren't a fan of Patreon, or perhaps would prefer to make a one-off donation to the podcast, why not donate £2 to buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash howhauntedpod. All the information on how you can support How Haunted is in the podcast episode description and over on the website. If you've enjoyed this episode, if enjoy is the right word, then please subscribe and review the podcast on your podcast provider of choice. It really does help other people to find How Haunted. Next time out, we continue our time in the USA and we visit a hotel which was once a funeral home, a restaurant home to a woman scorned, a slave cook and a servant boy. A graveyard plague with disturbances blamed on a burial pit filled with those who died of yellow fever. And much, much more. Join me next week when we conclude our ghost walk of Savannah, Georgia. Thank you so much for accompanying me for our paranormal adventures once again. Stay safe and join me next time when we will once again ask the question How haunted? How haunted?